Benfica Podcast is one of the founding members of Benfica Independent. Benfica Independent is an independent platform made by fans for fans. And in it, you can find opinion articles, podcasts, including ours truly, and also modalidades, if you will. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent. Uh, where you can get merch, you can sign to get exclusive content and share your Benfiquism. Calma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão que eu tenho explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser do Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser do Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. Até à morte. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Law Benfica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumaças. With me, as always, Cristiano Oliveira. Cristiano, we were talking before um, we came on, right before we turned this on, that I, I can't remember last time I was this happy to come and do a podcast. What about you? I'm excited. I'm ecstatic every time I do a podcast with you guys. I mean, you know, I've turned into positive Cristiano over the last couple of years, so... I'm not as miserable as you guys. I'm pretty much thrilled. Um, just don't go look at the video over the last couple of weeks because uh, my my frown might not indicate my happiness. Yeah. But trust me, I'm really deep down inside content. Dave the aloe vera. I'm I'm assuming that uh, you're happy. I'm I'm happy, and uh, just based on a couple of the Freddy's chats already going, uh, they're saying beautiful day, beautiful night. You know, everybody's happy. <laughs> I think we, yeah. we we deserved a, a night like this, a hey, result like this for hey, a while. If you're not happy, we could send a couple of truckers your way and uh, rescue you. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'm just saying up there in, in uh, the great white north. I got yeah. you, bro. We're, uh, we're very excited uh, for tonight's episode, episode number 441. Uh, before uh, I'll let you know what we have on tap, I wanted to uh, welcome uh, Dave Rodrigues. You might know him on, on uh, TikTok and uh, Instagram as How to Cook Stuff. The guy behind those hilarious videos where he cooks traditional Portuguese dishes and sometimes not so traditional Portuguese dishes. Uh, he is a Benfiquista. If you follow him, he wears uh, the Benfica colors all the time. Um, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. And uh, I'm very excited to be here. And uh, I do get a lot of crap for wearing the colors sometimes in those videos. But, uh, you know, it just comes with the territory. You're just ready to, you just gotta ready to be ready to take it. Awesome, man. So thank you so much for joining us once again um, on tonight's podcast, the Vizela recap, the Ajax recap, and we'll look ahead to Sturil. But before we get into it, Dave, let's talk a little bit about uh, the success you've had with this channel, man. What is it, 13,000 followers on Instagram? I don't know what you have on TikTok because I've never been on TikTok. But <laughs> So I actually started on TikTok. So I have 30,000 on TikTok, 13,000 on Instagram, which... It doesn't sound like a lot, but like when you're in Florida in the middle of no Portuguese people, that's actually a lot of Portuguese people, you know, like uh, I, I kind of uh, I feel like, you know, you, you almost feel like a lonely pork chop here in Orlando sometimes. But I kind of don't feel that way anymore because I'm constantly talking to Portuguese people now. Um, and even uh, to talk to you guys makes it even a little bit sweeter because when you guys speak Portuguese, from what I know on the podcast, you sound a lot like me and my friends and my family. Whereas like, you know, on Instagram, you, you meet a lot of people with different accents and stuff. Yeah. But 
you guys sound a lot like home to me. So uh, yeah, it's good to hear. Where yeah. you? Where <laughs> you? Where you from in Portugal? So my mom uh, is born and raised in Lisbon. My dad's from the north. He's from um, uh, a little town around the Rezende or Vizil. Uh, there's like I don't know, maybe like 200 people in the, in this town. It's very very small. But he moved to Lisbon when he was 10, and uh, he was raised there. So basically. Uh, both sides kind of convened in Lisbon, so that's where I spend most of my time when we go over there. Yeah, awesome. How did the, so? How did the inspiration come? So, so let me ask you this: I, Are you naturally a cook, or was it something that you just started up as just experimenting? Were you watching your mom? Because I've seen videos with your mom also. She <laughs> makes that she makes that nasty cozida portuguesa. Where's where did you get the idea to start these videos, man? Uh, I always kind of cooked. I actually had this discussion with my mom because uh, I told her I basically learned cooking because we would, she would like leave us home in the summers and go to work, but we weren't allowed outside because we couldn't play the like American the port- kids. Yeah. It's so Portuguese, man. So I was like, all right, like I got to figure out something to do. So we'd cook our own meals and stuff. And she swears that never happened. But, uh, you know, so I, I always cooked a little bit for my, me and my sister. And then, um, you know, when I got married, I was kind of the cook of the house. But uh, I started the page off during COVID. I was just bored and I wasn't even making Portuguese food. That's why it's called how to cook stuff. Cause I was just cooking stuff, tacos and whatever, nachos, whatever. And uh, one day I, I posted a Bifana and like TikTok kind of went crazy cause there was no Portuguese food on TikTok, and I was the only one doing it. And uh, I just kind of continued doing that. I was like, Hey, I think I found a little niche here. And uh, I kind of started gathering this pork chop community from around the world, man. Like it, it's wild. Sometimes I talk to people from like Australia and stuff and I'm like, wait, like this is wild, you know, but I kind of pulled this little community together and, uh, I'm not the best cook in the world, but I think people just like it because I kind of talk shit while I do it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that's kind of the the, the, the shtick there, I guess. But, uh, you know, it's just a little entertainment to kind of break up the COVID. And now uh, as COVID dies down and stuff, I'll just continue doing it. And uh, hopefully people continue watching. <laughs> you're not a real cookers, right? You're just a no, celebrity, no, no, just, Portuguese just celebrity cookers on, uh, on TikTok. Yeah, no, no. I, I just do it for fun. But, you know, I don't, I'm not a professional cook by any means. <laughs> No, but let me tell you, some of that shit just looks delicious, man. It looks what, delicious. I've been doing it for like a little bit over a year now, and I, I now I can say like I'm actually good at it. Like I have a, a set of Portuguese neighbors down the block, really only Portuguese people in Orlando, and I've had them try the food and they they'll vouch for it. So uh, I've gotten a lot better. <laughs> yeah, that's the funny thing, right? Because it, it looks great, right? But you don't know if you got too much salt, yeah, salt yeah. on that shit, so much pepper, yeah. you know, if the food is not cooked correctly, but yeah. it looks delicious, man. Yeah, my neighbors, they, they had their family over from Portugal over Christmas. So I brought over a little tray and I was like, this is the first time I'm going to test this. I'm like true Portuguese people off the boat, you know? So uh, <laughs> they, they, they all gave me rave reviews that night. So, um, you know, I feel good about it now, but uh yeah, I've gotten a lot better over the last year. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's uh, I mean, that's awesome that somebody could to, could do that out of just like uh, something that you're bored, and then all of a sudden, you know, just people start gravitating towards towards the account and they yeah. they follow it religiously. I know that once I started following it, I was just like, man, this it's it's great because for me, I'm not a cooker, right? Uh, I could probably do dogs, but that's about it. I don't even know if I know how to cook rice, to be honest with you. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I'm not a cook by by any stretch of the imagination. But it, it's great because you make it look extremely easy, right? The videos are short, so it's it's easy to learn. There's no drawn out process. So oh, you got to cook this, and then you got to mix it like this. No, it's it's just 
you just throwing shit together and it, it's <laughs> great right yeah um, i think i started to kind of see that like a lot of people would comment like hey like my mom would always make this i thought it was so hard but like I, now i tried it because you made it look easy and like that's what kind of what i try to do is make it look as easy as possible because like you know living here like there is no portuguese restaurants i can't go down the block and get a beat duck or something you know like i have to make it myself so um I, I try to make it as easy as possible to follow so other people get to do it and uh you know i kind of i kind of find a lot of people like me like they live in the middle of nowhere and don't have like you know the portuguese restaurants and stuff so they, you know people send me pictures of stuff that they make you know based off my videos or whatever and it you know it's pretty cool to see that because you know i was completely lost when i got here when it came to food man like there's just no Portuguese food here, you know. Yeah. And then you found that uh, that store that whose name you won't mention because they're not paying you, right? <laughs> Even though I got a lot of shit for that, man. This is the only Portuguese store here. See I got a lot. Dude, I got so much shit for that, man. But like, honestly, I love that place, and uh, like, I would watch all the World Cup games there and stuff. Like, they, they're down the block from my job, so I would go there in the morning and, and get a coffee, watch the World Cup game with the manager, and then go to work. So like I really like I, I know all the people that work there and stuff and that was just a joke but I got a lot of crap for that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get into the podcast, man. So um, uh, Vizela was uh, was Mefica's, uh first game over the weekend before this Ajax game. Uh, I'll give you the lineup. Uh, Vlakodimos was in goal. Lazaro, Murato, Vertonghen, and Grimaldo, Weigel and Tarapt, Gonçalves, Ramos, Darwin, and Rafa. Uh, Vizela coming into this game uh, had not won a game in five games, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Dave. But I think they had a bunch of ties, I, I believe. Um, but yeah, we struggled in the first round against them. We scored a, a goal after the 90th minute or an added time, and we were able to squeak by a, a win. Um, but um, but this uh, this this game was was much 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 tougher. Um, I don't know if it was tough. Yeah, but I, I don't know if it's tough. Well, red card for Tarap in yeah, the seventh minute, it, it made things but different. At, but at least, again, I knew this was going to come up at some point. But if you remember that game in Vizela, Benfica didn't come on the shisha. It was a totally different game. Benfica, at least this time, even now, a man, they still had plenty of possession. They still created a couple of real crazy opportunities. The goalie had a phenomenal job, stood on his head. He was by far the player of the match. He was the only. He was the you know the only thing that prevented Benfica from walking away with the three points in that game, and and if you guys recall, Dave, I don't know if you have the stats, but that game in Vizela, that shit was was depressing. It was depressing, like because, many games this season. Because we're talking about a team that had just been promoted. We're not talking about one of the you know Guimarães, Braga, you know Braga. Well, Braga's been a lot better lately, but Guimarães, a team that's been historically in the Portuguese first division, you know, with the exception of going down a year or two, but. Over the last 30, 40 years, they, they've spent most of their time in the first division. We're talking about a team that had been in the first division like in the 80s. And we go into their little, their little shoebox stadium. Exactly. My man with the bonnet, it was impressive because that team, it wasn't the prototypical Portuguese time wasting, you know, and no, no, no. They actually played football. So I knew this was going to come up, and I understand Benfica. When you look on it, look at it on paper in terms of, well, I didn't watch the game. They got a red card in the seventh minute, so hey, it must have been a tough ass game. But it wasn't. If you watch both games, Benfica actually had a tougher time with with eleven men months ago than they did in this game. I thought 
the difference when this game was was what, Pedro Silva, Miguel Silva, whatever his name was, Dave. I don't know. Correct me, the goalkeeper. But Silva something. Silva, Silva something. That dude had a couple of saves, especially that header on Darwin. That is world. I mean, you got shoes on. But hey, it is what it is. You got to get there. It, it was world class. So again, I, I get it. That red card, and to me, it was a red card. Um, I get that people, you know, five foot off, VAR, VAR only works against me. I agree, but I can't get too upset because to me, that is a red card. Yeah. I don't think it was malicious. I don't think it was intentional. I think, look, it was a football play. He went for the ball. It wasn't out of frustration. It wasn't none of it. And I'm not defending the guy because obviously, you know, I got a soft spot for, 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 for 49 adult that up. But in my estimation, it was a red card. It was warranted a red card. And I'm fine with that. My only problem with that whole play, and it has nothing to do with that one play in particular, but it's the fact that the criteria is differently throughout the rest of the league. You can point to another six, seven identical plays where, in instances, you don't even get a, a foul call. Now, I'm not trying to say, yo, two wrongs make a right. To me, I am 100% okay with that being a red card on the Delta Top. I just hope that going forward, obviously, you can't change the past, but going forward, I hope that the referees use the same criteria and that this play is called the same exact way, regardless of what team it's for. But it's a red card. And Benfica, I thought Benfica still played decent enough, and they created the better chances to walk away with the three points. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we had a play at the end of the game that was very similar that they didn't bother even to review. You just give a yellow card, and, and that was it. But, you know, following that same criteria, you could have given the red to the Vizela player, but you didn't. Um, Dave, would you? Would Which you? Dave? We got the cookers. Pues, uh, ever that, ever that. Uh, <laughs> the, the Oliveira. Yes. Would, would you, no. no, you're Oliveira. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Dave the Oliveira. Um, what'd you think of what'd you think of the the game in general, man? And and how hard Benfica had it. If if you think they had it hard, Benfica doesn't did, seem to think. Benfica did did have it hard. Um, but they they played well. I'll agree with Chris there. They definitely played much better than they would have uh, uh, away at Fizella earlier in the season there. But uh, it's an uphill battle there as soon as you you go a, a man down in the seventh uh, minute. Yes, I agree. It's a red card. Yes, there's inconsistency amongst the uh, the league. And sorry to break uh, Cristiano's heart here, but uh, the inconsistency will will uh, continue here. It's uh, it, there. It's not going to get solved after this uh, this far uh, with the Tarapt goal. But sometimes this is what the uh, team needs. The team needs to get uh, punched in the face or slapped in the face first to um, to go and play their their game. It, it's it's hard to say now um, if they had eleven men if they would have played the same way. But uh, I real I, you could tell that the team had a sense of urgency to go and get the uh, the results. Um, Unfortunately, that they they weren't able to get away uh, with the three points at the uh, the end of it, but uh, they were there was uh, items that were stacked uh, against this team, um, and it wasn't just uh, Vizela there. I, I don't want to make excuses here, but there were a lot of questionable non calls and just the fact that VAR goes to this but doesn't go to uh, to others for other matches, but. Um, at the end of the day, yeah, it is. It is what it is, right? Because I, I remember when when VAR was introduced and it was announced that that VAR was going to be uh, in the Portuguese league or implemented in Portuguese league. My comment on the podcast was the VAR, the VAR is only as good as the guy that's there. 
if the guy ignores a call, just like the guy on the field, he's not he's not going to tell the guy on the field, hey, you got to go check this out. No, that's correct. But when, but what happened in, in your estimation? You did not, and I I did, and I didn't foresee this, guys. I, I mean, I'm a guy that like to see a lot of shit. I, I I do tend to see a lot of shit in the future. <laughs> in the future, but. But we did not foresee or anticipate that the guys running the VAR will be a bunch of seguitas. You know what I mean? That's we the when you when you send seguitas, it's gonna be difficult. You could have a VAR. You could have, look, bro. You could have the biggest screen, the smallest. As Dave would say, open your eyes, carajo. <laughs> Dave, what's your, what's your feeling on VAR, man? Uh, do you think it's a it's a good tool? If used in England, <laughs> do you think it's a <laughs> shitty tool if used in Portugal? Man, it's, I mean, it's great when it's great and it sucks when it sucks, right? But I, uh, it's, it's interesting hearing you guys talk about this because I actually listened to last week's episode like this morning. Uh, and you guys are giving the predictions on the game and stuff. And on paper, it sounds like that's what's going to happen, right? But but like uh, Dave was saying, man, it's an uphill battle after uh, a red card that early on, man. I don't think any of us saw that coming, but... Uh, what a bust, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. And no, then nobody, uh, and, nobody won money this week. No. <laughs> and then in the 60, 65th minute, um, they scored. Uh, and I, I, you know, there, there's a, a couple things that happen in this game, and I, I think those things were, were definitely factors um, to 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 turn this team around in terms of the effort that were they were putting forth, right? So. Um, the missed penalty call, uh, the constant delay of games, and I think the crowd um, really understood what was going on, and I think the crowd really got in. Rather than just being lethargic like the like the team usually is, the crowd got into it and really started pulling for the team, and I think that um, the team really felt that they were being hard done uh, by the calls by the referee, and they were just being shit treated if you if i could use that word uh and i think at that point i think it's when everything turned around and there was a harmony between the effort that the fan that the that the fans were, were putting into the supporting the team and also the effort that the team was uh was putting on the pitch and i think that after that moment i think there was something in this team that i perhaps haven't seen all season long which is that that commitment and that entrega and I thought that there was really something that uh, that pushed the team and, and helped the team at least get the equalizer. They had a few chances to go up, but unfortunately, like Cristiano said, the, the keeper was just playing out of on, on his head. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What else can I say, man? Look, they had they had plenty of opportunities. Um, I didn't think it was one of Benfica's worst games of the season by any stretch of imagination. Wasn't good enough to come away with the three points. Um, some positives, obviously, some negatives as well. But I think. Uh, there's a lot of things to be positive about that attitude, um, you know, reminded me it wasn't exactly the same because the effort was different. But that 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 defensive effort uh, when Verissimo uh, got a red card against PSV in Holland, I, I thought that was a fantastic effort by the club at the time. But in the Portuguese league, you can't say that they put forth this type of effort uh, many times. Um, so it was impressive that this team is starting to believe. Um, <laughs> with eight games left yeah, in the season, still, it's, you know, you know, it's it, it was important. It, it was very important because you obviously you were on the heels, you know, of playing a very, very important match uh, just a few days later in the Champions League. So these things are important because they are still alive in that competition. And so 
Therefore, every positive effort, every positive result is going to build the confidence of these players that have been shaken throughout a, a, a let's call it, man, a not, <laughs> a not a very good season. You know what I mean? So any little positive is going to, to, to really get these guys, you know, to believe a little bit more. Um, I, I think something else that is important to, to point out, and I'm a guy here on a podcast who, who, who normally doesn't pay attention to these things or or uh, as they say i poo poo i poo poo on, on, on these thoughts you know when people start raving about young kids and this guy and that guy average guys and that's the worst yeah, part we lost scottify we lost scottify but i wanted to do <laughs> due to the fact that i'm the guy that's always poo pooing on it you know i want i wanted to, to i was gonna set you up i was gonna set you up i don't you know what like you put me on the spot by line set it up by yeah so enrique Araujo came in the game And usually, obviously, for the majority of Benfica fans, whenever there's a guy that comes in from the Seychelles, like, oh, you know, everybody gets excited about that, thinking that they're the next coming of Renato Sanchez or uh, João Felix. But that's not the case all the time. And, and the thing that, that surprised me uh, was that when I was talking to Cristiano about the, about the game, uh, he told me that he was impressed by Enrique Araujo. I impressed. Hey. Calm down. Hey, simmer down. Has hell frozen over? Simmer you know down. what I'm saying, Dave? Oh, 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 cookers, Dave. What do you throw on? What do you throw on on, on a on a cooker spot when when it's on fire? You gotta throw salt. What do you throw? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Baking soda. Baking yeah, soda. No, you don't throw baking soda. Towel, on the man. <laughs> you throw, I don't know, whatever you cookers do to, to bring down the flame. Whatever you, whatever that is. Take it off the fire. <laughs> lend some here to, to, to my man, Alfredo. I don't know if I was impressed. What I said is I liked what I saw. And I'm surprised that this kid hasn't gotten the pub that these other average guys have gotten over time. I think he's a guy that could show it in that one game, you know, that, look, he can't create a shot on his own. I understand he's a small dude, but the effort is always there. He did something, and obviously he scored a game-tying goal off of Gonzalo Ram, shot the goal, goalkeeper, parried it away, and he was there. Credit to him for being at the right spot at the right time. Put in, and the one thing that was impressive about that kid's performance was here he is living a lifelong dream. Right, like I believe all four of us here have had at one point or another. Even you, cookers, that you say you weren't very good, but you know you still, you still, <laughs> you still dreamt of, of, of scoring a goulash at the Stade de Luz. And it wasn't exactly goulash, but again, he's living out a dream. He scores at the Stade de Luz. His very first goal in a Benfica, you know, I don't want to say Benfica shirt. He scored plenty, but in a Benfica first team, right? And rather than celebrate, which we've seen a lot of these e egotistical me, 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 me type of players nowadays, the kid Millennials. just. Rat grabs the ball and runs back to midfield. You could tell, and everybody was just, you know, applauding him and trying to congratulate, but everybody had the same attitude. But we're still going to try to get the three points out of this. And then a few minutes later, he gets a ball on a one-two with, with Darwin. And my man, he looked like slalom. Three or four guys in the grande area. And then uh, I was a little let down. I thought he had the whole goal to pick, and he, he, he shot at the goalie. Uh, it's like the hardest thing to do is hit the goalie and hit him. Uh, but nonetheless, it still takes a lot of creativity. It takes a lot of confidence. And, bro, he, he's been you know he's been impressive the few times I've seen him play. Dave, write this, Nate, write this date down. Oh, this I don't, is, but I'm not saying he's going to be a phenom, but but I think no, – But every guy, like you said, every guy that comes out of Seychelles that have, everybody idolizes it and – 
I know, well, I know you're right. People exaggerate sometimes. There's two guys on this roster that have had front covers, that have had special – everybody, they're already anointed. They try to remove the the Cristo over there by, by the – the, 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 they try to put up their statues already. I mean, you know that. You know, all this guy, you see the push to get these guys. And this kid, he's been doing his work. Um, and the B team, he's been tearing it up. And, again, we all understand it's the B team. But, again, I think there's a player there, and he shows that he's got ability – and, and, and I'm not telling this kid's going to be the next big-time star, but, you know, there's there's an interesting prospect there. So, That's but, all I'm uh, saying. But, but you will say that unlike Gonzalo Ramos or unlike Paul Bernardo, you don't, you, you're not as high you're, you're not as high on those of the two well, as I you are say, on this kid. I can say without a shadow of a doubt, I've seen enough of Gonzalo Ramos. I, can, I, can still, I still am yet to see that player – that everyone swears that they've seen in this uh, with the Paul Bernardo kid. I haven't seen that on the on the main squad. Now, is he a phenom on the B team? Fantastic. So was Verissimo. Verissimo was the coach of the year. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So we'll see what happens. I, I think his, in my opinion, you know, you got to come up with a report. My report on him is still, it's not finished yet. It's, it's still, um, what's the proper word? In the Incomplete. Buffer, buffer. Incomplete. Hey, buffering. Dave, my man, my prime from Canada. Incomplete. <laughs> now, as far as 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 um Gonzalo, look, he, he is what he is. You know, he's 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 a player that that gives you his all. He's a player that 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 constantly. I mean, I've said this over the last couple of weeks. You praise the young kid for for having that attitude, for always working hard, and he understands what it takes. And a lot of times these kids come up from not just Benfica. This happens all over the world, guys. But, you know, these kids get promoted from the main, from the B team. They come to the main squad. They start reading the press clips that I'm the next. And all of a sudden that work rate goes out the window and they start believing in all that stuff. And, and Gonzalo, to his credit, my man puts his head down. He works hard every week. Now, I, I think we're talking about a player who's got his limitations. Uh, uh, for, well, unfortunately for me, but unfortunately for some of you guys, maybe might be seeing something I don't see. You guys see something I don't see at all. But he's still young. He's going to get there. But, you know, I praise the kid because he's had plenty. Trust me, there's been plenty rent, written about this kid that my man, he's the chosen one. And, um, you know, he hasn't let that affect his attitude. So um, I tip my hat to him. Yeah. Um. Dave, you want to get on to some stat, stats? We ended up tying the game. We got the equalizer in the 75th minute, as I mentioned, from uh, Rico Rouge uh, on a on a follow up on uh, Gonzalo Ham shot, uh, and then we had a we had a couple more more chances uh, before the end of the game, but we just uh, excuse me, we couldn't put it away. Dave, stats so we can move on. Yeah, couldn't put it away. Should have got the three points, but say um, la vie here. Um, some uh, not so positive stats here. Third time in his Benfica career that uh, Tarap was sent off uh, for a direct red. It was also the fastest uh, red. You could have avoided that stat for Chris. Uh, I think we're okay. Friday. I remember two. I remember that one. I remember the one that that styled the Dragon. I remember that one. No, the other ones were. uh... What do you mean? So then you're wrong, Dave. Because yeah, that one. It was the well, maybe uh, that was Tasa de Liga or Tasa de Cerveja, or yeah. Tasa de Portugal. There was the one against Braga, and there was one against Guimarães as well. Hey, Braga was super Tasa though, wasn't yeah. that like Tasa? Yeah, Braga was Tasa said... de Liga. It was the final four? I think. Okay, but but no, no, no. It was, he definitely it was, uh, got one at was last it was year. Tasa. This is the one that he just got punished for eight months later yeah, yeah, from pushing yeah. Eduardo, right? Yeah, but yeah, Eduardo yeah. got no punishment. But he also, but but dude, he got one as well in in Porto. I I I could have sworn that he did. He got no, one in Porto as well. But that was a second yellow. So this one was straight oh, red. Oh, the straight oh, red. Oh, 
agora, tá assim, bem pequeno. Technicalities, bro. man. Semantics, <laughs> semantics. Foi para a rua, pá. Vermelho é vermelho. Vermelho é vermelho. Dele. But uh, this was the fastest red card showed to a Benfica player playing at the Estadio de Luz uh, seven minutes into the game. So uh, hey. he's creating, uh, he's <laughs> creating <laughs> history there. You, you'll have a place in the museum for sure. Yeah. Oh, o gajo quando go. faz as coisas sabe o que está a fazer. É para fazer e ser recordado <laughs> para ninguém vai se lembrar, mas one not do it. Hey, set a record. Uh, and what else here? Benfica has now lost uh, 20 points so far this season through uh, 26 uh, games. At this uh, same point last season, they've uh, they had lost 21 points. So it's uh, pretty evenly disappointed uh, between the two uh, two seasons here. Yeah, I, but on I to gotta, positive stuff here. Come on. Yeah, um, I was I was going to mention something about the VAR. I was actually watching a, a game, and I forget what game it was in England this weekend. And I, I kid you not, the VAR United, United Spurs because I saw you tweet right after that. Yeah, and it, I had it was the United same Spurs. Idea. The amount of time that it took for the VAR to judge whether it was offside or not I thought that I've got a record it was it was <laughs> it, it was less it, it was less than a minute oh, when it in Portugal it's always sure. it, the shit gets drawn out so much why are they looking for excuses not to make the call are they changing the angles are they changing the lines I don't I I, I just thought it was great but it's it's I mean it's an example why and I think that Timo was was mentioning something before it's an example on how effective and how great of a tool VAR could be when it's used properly and when it's not used by somebody that has some kind of agenda or is biased. I've said this before, and, 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 and please don't don't think that I'm saying this now because obviously one decision went against Benfica because there's been plenty that's gone against Benfica, but I've said it since I saw a video um, a while back, and you mentioned Timo. I think Timo and I had, had, had conversated about this at the time. There was a video circulating on Twitter. Uh, I believe it's Australia that you hear live the live interaction between the referee yeah. with everybody. That's and, correct. And I've been saying this since then. This should be not just in Portugal, in the whole world. That should be in play. If you want to be as upfront. You know, you want to be as discreet, as trans, as transparent as you could possibly be. Have that all around the world because now we know what the conversation is being about. And maybe there's something that we don't see that they seen because obviously they have 50 yeah. different angles, 50 different replays. And maybe like, oh, shit, Epa. they explained it to me. Oh, oh, shit. Look, I didn't see that. You know what I mean? At least there's, there's transparency. There's none of this because you really sit there scratching your head with some of these plays that go to VAR, others that don't. You have the one play in the box, off a corner, clear handball when, when Vertang. First of all, Vertang gets tugged from the shoulders. To me, that's not a foul at all, but he impeded him from getting to the ball ASAP. And then when the guy finally gets to him, he's got his hand. That's, that is a – I don't give a shit what league that's in. That is a penalty. And I'm, yep. I look, all day. I would have said that if that was in the other box against Benfica. That's a penalty all day. Yep. Yet, that doesn't even go to VAR. Or maybe maybe it did go to VAR. I don't know. Maybe it did go to VAR and they didn't think it. Uh, but it, it's just it, I don't know. It's just it's just something about. Now the, Timo's the, saying it's rugby. Timo, why? Uh, no, rugby Stop. has that, but I think yes. that uh, in Australia, and I did read the same article. They started making the audios of the referees. The soccer too. Soccer too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The soccer. Which making ball, them public ball. and here's the thing right i i'm actually a referee but at, at a very low level so there's a lot of things that you talk that's referee language that is law law is law there's no 
um, subjectivity in terms of interpreting the law. You got to be very objective in, in, in interpreting the law. So when there's conversations between referee, there should be a lot of things being discussed. And it's all technical terms that are easy for the public to understand. But it's only and law if the proof is submitted right away, not two years later when it expires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? well, nobody really cares. And the result now didn't mean anything. Uh, but, but yeah, but there's I don't see why those conversations shouldn't be made public because it, it's it's all technical language. There's no, oh, aquele guys partiu a perna a este guys or pôs os pitons na perna. There's no conversation like that. There's a, there's a lot of technical language that's used by referees when discussing plays. Uh, so I don't see why they would object to not making those things public. You know, when this VAR thing came out a few, few years ago, I had a conversation with Salim, who you know he is. He's, he's a Hall of Famer in the state of New Jersey. He played football with Porto in Portugal. He's arguably the greatest player to come out of New Jersey, and that includes Tab Ramos, Claudio Reina, plenty of other guys, but he might be the greatest player ever to come out of Jersey. And we had a conversation about it. I remember all of us sitting around before we had a game and stuff. I was playing with him at the time. And he turns to me and he goes, Chris, now is when they're really going to start fixing games. Somebody was like, you crazy. No, now they're going to have bigger influence than they do before. Because before, human error, you can't go back and forth. Now these guys will have much more control in order to fix games. And I said to him, man, yo, stop drinking. Anyway, he doesn't even drink. Um, but I told him, stop drinking anyways. And, uh, and fast forward a few seasons later, a few years later, and it's just like, now you pick and choose. Now you really can control games and, and, and dictate the outcome of games because you get selective on what you can go back and rewatch and call and whatnot. You know what I mean? And like, wow, Eba, all these years later, very <laughs> So, yeah, listening crazy, you <clears throat> like, I, like I said, it's uh, it, it all depends on the guy who's watching it, because if the guy has an agenda, it's with, within his best interest to follow that agenda. But anyway. Let's turn our attention to the happy moment of the season so far. There's been, and I was discussing this with Dave Cianu, um, a lot of the highlights that we've had this season have been in the Champions League. You know, getting into the, the group stages, beating PSV, beating Barcelona, and now this game are probably, if I have to look back at this season, these are the three highlights that, that I look at for me. Sim, Alfred. Mas é, é preciso ser alguns perto para saber isso. Well, you mean like uh, beating... Uh, well, we didn't even beat you, Vicente. You mean beating Tondela wasn't thrilling? Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, like, have, you we mean, haven't you beaten mean, anyone convincingly. You mean losing to Porto wasn't exciting? Losing to Sporting wasn't exciting? I mean, what, what, what positive results? I mean, it had, there hasn't been much to celebrate. No. But now, in the Champions League, bro, we beat AZ Alkmaar, and we're like, I'm a first of the You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. <laughs> any outcome, any result in the Champions League is exciting. For a team, that 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 went such a long time without getting out of the group since what 2015 or something like that it was like the last time Rui Vitoria quarterfinals, right? I think that was the last time. It I, wasn't I, quarterfinals. It was that was uh, 16 against Dortmund. Okay, then but then the oh 15 I think was quarterfinals against Bayern Munich. Then I think 17 might have been Dortmund. Whatever. But after yeah, since yeah, then yeah. we didn't even get out of the group. I mean we went a freaking group stage, ladies and gentlemen. We didn't score a. F Epa, how do you say on your <laughs> cooker show? Back these fuck on your cooker show. For this caralho. Yeah, for this caralho. Hey, we didn't score a f we didn't score a goal. 
We had the worst participation of any Portuguese team in the history. Uh, I think it might have been they, – they were being kind. They said Portuguese. But, you know, when you're making Portuguese history in the Champions League, it's pretty shit history. So you're probably the worst of the worst, too. You know what I mean? It wasn't good. So, I mean, now to come out of this and all of a sudden you're winning these games, hey, voila. at the end of the day, the important thing is the result. Not the way we played, you know, wasn't wasn't necessarily convincing. But come on, I mean, of course, I mean, we're we're doing something that last year we lost a freaking Paok. Yeah, you know what I mean. We lost a Paok, and and we didn't even make it to the champions. So yeah, of course we're thrilled, but we haven't had many other victories this year to be thrilled about either. Yeah, the second leg uh, on this past Tuesday, uh, yesterday, as we record this at uh, Johan Cruyff Arena. But if he hadn't won a, a Champions League road game in nine games, Dave, I don't know if you had that written down, but I got that. The starting 11, Lacudimo, Gilberto, Otamendi, Vertonghen, and Grimaldo, Weigel, and Tarap, Rafa, Everton on the wings, Ramos behind Darwin. Um, now, there was a lot, of, a lot of questions on whether or not Tarap was going to get the nod in this game. Who was questioning? Dave was trying to wind me up, and he did. Uh, yeah, Dave was winding you up in a group for sure. Um, did I think I, I expected him to play. Of course. Dave, what about you? Did you expect that up to play? Wait, which, of course, uh, because he's going to be suspended for the next one, so might as well get the, the legs in for uh, get the legs in against Ajax. And all right, now say that with a serious face. <laughs> say it with a serious face. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He had the legs. Um, Dave uh, Rodriguez, what about you, man? What, what you know? What about what, what's your feeling on Tarap, man? Is that uh, somebody that tickles your fancy like Cristiano, or do you think he's just a a Meleza bum? I remember when he first came on the team, man, and, and everybody had a lot to say. And the one thing I actually remember this podcast for was that Cristiano always had his back, man. And he never let anybody really shit talk that up too much, right? Always kind of gave him a chance. And, like, we're here all these years later, man, and he's on a starting lineup in the Champions League for us and stuff, right? So I kind of uh, have a soft spot for him as well, man, because, like, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that, like, just when you think it's over for him, it's not. He's, he's always there. So, uh um, like uh, like Dave said, he had the legs, man. So why not? But uh, it's kind of a loose cannon, right? Yeah, uh, it, 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 he's a guy that has probably the same amount of upside as he has a downside. <laughs> you just know you well, you know what you're going to get it from Tadop, right? Yeah, now exactly. I mean, well, I think I think before you were talking about he, he set a record. I think if somebody said like, what record do you think Tadop will set while he's at Benfica? <laughs> I would have probably guessed something like that, right? Like probably the fastest rep guard. I don't know, you know, for the most, right? But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's uh, it's kind of, like I said, loose cannon, but uh, yeah. sometimes it's worth it. Same same starting lineup as uh, uh, the first leg. And, look, we knew this was going to be difficult. And I think the game plan going into this game was going to be let's soak up this pressure, be comp compact in the back, let's not give space behind our back uh, to the, the, the speed on the wings to Ajax. And let's just hope that sooner or later they expose themselves, whether it's, you know, on a counter, whether it's in a, a dead ball situation. Um, there's a possibility that we could grab one. But, man, I, I didn't expect the first half to, to be the, the way it was. We, we struggled. We couldn't get out of the back. High pressure by Ajax. We just couldn't, we just couldn't string a couple passes and keep possession in that first half. Um, and I think that uh, I think 
if there's one thing that we've always pointed to Verissimo is not being able to uh, make the right decisions or make moves that are going to influence the game. But I think that in this game, he made a couple moves that definitely made the difference. And I remember Cristiano uh, at the half when he Who was that when he uh, when he substituted Tarabt uh, for Maite. You you makes thought no sense. You thought it makes absolutely no sense. Uh, he got the result. He got the pot, but that made ab it made absolutely zero sense at the time. Well, let, let me. I uh, saw it because you But 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 let me. Uh, it, let me. You can talk all you want. Let me tell you how I interpret that. Uh, what about what the logic behind that, right? Benfica was having a hard time getting the ball uh, out of their own half. Yeah, moving have, the ball. Period. Moving the ball. Period. Uh -huh. So you take out the only midfielder that could do that. Smart. But he can't defend, Chris. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? You gotta <laughs> fucking defend, bro. But 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 you have to get the ball out of your box sometimes too. You gotta like you can't. You have to listen. This is what this is. Maybe I'm an offensive minded so, guy. So so my I'm gonna say that I'm gonna okay, be quiet. Right, I'm gonna right say that I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. Right, right, right. You have to understand this. You are one thousand percent correct when you say, well, you have to defend because if you allow goals, you lose. But you know what? You're right. You're a hundred percent. But I'm gonna give you the other, you know, like me and uh, what's my man, uh, the, the the gynecologist, glass half full, glass <laughs> glass half empty, right? So you giving me the glass half empty, but I'm gonna give you the glass half full now, right? Do you want you know about football, right, Alfredo? This, this is new. It's revol revolutionary. If you don't score, you also can't fucking win a game. You understand that, right? I mean, at some point you have to go forward, and so I'm okay. I'm a thousand percent okay with bringing in Mate into this game. I understood why he was bringing Mate into this game. One thousand percent. It just made no sense that it was for who it was. That made absolute. He should have switched to a four-three-three, taking out Everton, who was not. Did Everton play, guys? Hey, uh, Dave, both Dave. Did, did Rafa play? Rafa, without the exception of losing the ball, what Rafa do? That made that. That was, he was better in the second half. There were Rafa was better in the in the second half. But 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 let me ask you this, right? Let <laughs> me ask you this. Um, you're saying that it was luck that he got luck. You did not. You didn't notice the change of Maite being on the field. Again, how it changed the game again on a defensive side. Yes, I agree. But I just did. I. I mean, guys, guys, like, <clears throat> do I need to slow down? Because I just said I understood. I told, and I'm a guy. If but if you don't give up goals, you're always closer to winning than if you give up goals. Let me know when I can talk. Voila. I'm a guy. I'm the only guy. And Dave, you know this very well. And you too, Dave, if, if you're cookers and listening. And you all afraid, especially you, because you've been around me and having a lot of these kind. I'm a guy that since day one has actually made the argument that I thought Mike Desh should have gotten a better chance, a bigger chance than he's gotten over the time. I argued. <clears throat> I got laughed at on the Benfica FM. Oh, Ultimate, are you blowing on my ears, bro? Am I? I argued on the Benfica FM podcast, if you recall, when you were there and I was here. I argued that my dad should have pop maybe been the guy in the middle. I made this argument. I understand why. Not as a, a six. Not no, a no, six. just that. No, I said him and, and Vigel together. I I understand why you brought him into this game. I totally do. In that in that essence, but they ended up proving Verissimo's move right it, because they won. Not necessarily. Yes, there was a lot more control by Benfica. Alfredo, <clears throat> if Benfica loses this game, the red uh, read Red Barons. I don't, red Red Barons. Barons. But let me make my point. I don't like reading. I don't mean in a bad way. I don't like reading other people because I don't want it to influence my thoughts. Alfredo. If Benfica loses this game, he gets ridiculed. He gets crushed because you did not. Benfica was a you went long stretches in that second half, playing all eleven men behind the ball. They didn't even bros put the pepper front, ballon They didn't even pass midfield. At some point, you need to go forward. 
And I thought bringing in Mike Dan made sense. I, I understand. And again, as I said before, I made the argument that Mike Dan should have gotten more opportunities than he's gotten up to now. But to me, the substitution was 1,000% Everton. Or Rafa, you could have made the argument. For, but either one, you keep Gonzalo Ramos up top, you put Darwin on the left, Rafa on the right, and you play a 4-3-3. And then you tell, like, obviously, we've seen this a lot, too. We're going to start dropping back to the fence. Same thing with Darwin. But these guys can still do the defensive work. And But you have a guy in the middle that can control a ball, pick up, a, and maybe spring a Darwin on a counter. That didn't happen at all. The, once that but, happened. But Maita has that ability, too, to spring guys. So do I. But I'm sitting here on a podcast, unfortunately. I mean, do, you don't do, you don't want to recognize that the guy had a good read and the move that he made was the proper move. It was a lot. Of, it wasn't the proper mood. It w- move. It worked out. But that, again, the proper move was taking out Rafa, taking out Everton. That's the problem. Was it move. luck or skill? Luck. <laughs> skill. A guy, a guy that ties Vizela at home, a guy that loses to Juvicent, the guys that tie Sapito, the worst coach in the history of football. You're going to call that skill all of a sudden. Come on, man. Put a more. I'll bring you a They've. Um, uh, 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 Reed, what's his name? Who was it? LeBaron? Le- Red Baron. Uh, Rodriguez, what was um? How, I got I got You watch this game. You already told us that you watch this game. But what are you, what are your feelings as you as you're watching this game? And did, was it, it, it? Did you chew on your nails the whole time? How did, how did that go for you? I was still kind of at work, so I was watching it working. And uh, I was watching it with English commentary because we you can't really get too much Portuguese TV down here, but. Uh, I mean, you guys probably know it. Like English commentators just shit on us any chance they get. So the whole <laughs> yeah. game, they're just Benfica can't touch the ball. Benfica can't get it out of their hat. And I'm just kind of like, man, this is just we're just getting shit on here, huh? And I, I remember I got up to get something. And I walked back in as Darwin scored, and I was just like, holy shit! Like it was just like, it, like everything that all that shit they had just thought just didn't even matter anymore, man. And it was just like, man, like. They kind of got that old glimmer back of like some old Benfica man, a little bit of that rush, you know. Like it was a big game, but yeah. uh, I mean, you know, I'm telling you guys like you don't know, but uh, you know, it was one of these games where like your American friends even text you, you know, like uh, hey, Benfica made it to the next round, whatever. So uh, it was kind of a little bit of a glimmer of that that old uh, that old hope again, because this is this is what we're we're hanging on to this year, right? Is uh, making a run at this. So I thought it was a, it was a, it was a cool game, it was a cool turnaround. I don't think anybody expected us to to do that uh based on the way the game was flowing but hey man fuck it we, we did it <laughs> yeah and and uh the Oliveira, i told cristiano that we we just put him against ajax <laughs> pretty much it, it's good when it works out on the other way right because 90 of the time in the portuguese league this is what the uh the small uh Mancus do against uh against us but um wasn't pretty by any stretch of the mean. I'm not going to bang on my desk and say that Benfica dominated Ajax. Uh, that's 100% wrong. But how many times do we come here and say Benfica's dominated the game and didn't get the three points or didn't get the result that they wanted? At, at the end of the day, it's results like this. And this is how if this is how you have to play to get through to the next round, sign me up for it. It's not pretty on the eyes, but... Uh, it's pretty on the bank account, I'll tell you that much. 100%, Dave. In a knockout situation, when it's, yo, do or die, right? I- I'm cool with getting results like this. And, and, and you know, you we often come here on the podcast and say, bro, let, let's forget all about this game. We don't want to remember this game. But, look, we'll take the three points. In this instance, the important thing was it was just like PSV. We struggle mightily against PSV. We're probably on the more 
pressure on the PSV at home after Verissimo got that red card in the first half than we were in this game. Yes, this team, Ajax had a f- tremendous amount of shots on goal, but none of them were on target. You know, they really didn't score. They didn't have that that crazy scoring opportunity. Uh, Vlako Dimo stood on his head against PSV. So I think in terms of, of 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 quality, in terms of, you know, competitiveness, I think in terms of the way that Benfica struggled defensively, I thought that game was a tougher game than this one was. Now, the important thing is, yo, survive at all costs and move on. I'm 100% fine with that. Now, it's okay to disagree with some of the co- – even though it worked out. Don't be fooled. Do not be fooled that a game like this now all of a sudden changes your mindset and changes your idea that this guy could be our coach going into next season. No. no don't ma- This no, game. Please, this, no. The game, the result, not the game, guys, not the game. The result masked his difficulties, his inefficiencies as a coach. Now, you want to turn around and fine. If that's the type of fan you are, that's the way you read a soccer game, you're phenomenal. That's good. We all look at things differently, right? But if you're fine with it, oh, look, oh, Mike, they went in, so it must have worked out. You knew what he was doing. Phenom- yeah, great. If you're one of those guys that looks at results and phenomenal. Now, if you look into the game, watch the game itself. It, it made no sense. It worked out, and I'm happy. Now, and, and I hope he makes the same stupid substitutions, and we get these phenomenal results. But I mean, in my mind, in my estimate, the way I look, me, me, I'm talking about me. The way I look at football, that's not the way you play. Now he got a positive <laughs> result. Credit I, to him. And I, look, I'm happy. I'm happy. But let's not make this guy a savior. Now I, we got to be no, smart. No, please, please, no. Please no. Where's uh, um, where's our producer Bruno? Because uh, I think he was one uh, the one was dang in the job. He, he, he was he was he was rallying he was rallying the group up. But I, I I think like my feeling is that regardless whether Benfica wins that game or loses that game, I thought that the Maite substitution made made a lot of sense. Uh, and I didn't watch the game live, and Cristiano was he was like, I can't believe this. Si Benfica no ganes juego, Alfredo, he gets he gets he gets rid he gets murdered, not murdered, no. murdered in terms of criticism. No, he gets killed in criticism. I, I today. thought that the move that he that he did was very um, was very applicable for 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 the read and for what was going on. Um, like I said, we know what that app gives us, and defensive effort is not something that um, that he gives us. And if we needed to hold the ball a little bit longer and ensure up that defense, because, you know, if you give up goals, you're not going to win. But if you prevent the other team from scoring goals, you're closer to winning. But anyway, that's Cristiano's opinion. My opinion is, is a, of a different one. Luckily, things turned out well. If maybe we're having a different discussion, if we didn't, we didn't lose, if we didn't win the game, but uh, I think this is this is something that I think that the team tapped into something against Vizela that I hadn't seen this year, uh, which was that 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 sacrifice, that commitment, that investment, that all in uh, in terms of the effort that they put forth, and also uh, being a team. But it wasn't Vizela, though, Alfredo. No, that, that's when I first no, when I saw it. This started with the two-two draw at the Luge, because a lot of people and a lot of the Freddies and a lot of people on the podcast, Twitter, everybody was shitting their pants because oh my god, we're going to be embarrassed by this by this train. We had conversations. There was newspaper articles that Benfica should apply the Ajax mold, and I came on and said, "Come in, pa. They're good, Mazo. Relax." And I think that two-two draw at the Luge. Lifted their spirits, I, yeah. and then and then they're like, "Apa, maybe we." And now, now that, tr- as I stated before, when we originally talked about Vizela, this builds confidence, and I think that that would. And all of a sudden, like, "Apa, we could do it." And now, 
Because, yo, if we could do this against Ajax, against Vizela, por amor de Deus. I agree that we started we started winning this fixture um, when we were able to turn around the result at Stadio Luz. I think that give that gave the team renewed hope that they can compete with Ajax. But what I'm talking about is what they tapped in in a Vizela game, especially in the last 25 minutes, I think that's something that I haven't seen from this team uh, all year. And I think they were able to tap into that against against uh, again against Ajax in terms of the sacrificing for each other, the extra effort, the commitment. I thought that there was something that I hadn't seen before until these last 25 minutes of the Vizela game. And and and, and Dave Rodriguez, I know that you um that you watch you follow the team obviously, albeit somewhat limited because of where you can get down in Florida, but you know. What do you think? What do you think of this Benfica this season, man? And and I mean, does a deep uh, run in the Champions League save the season? It doesn't save the season, but it kind of uh, I think it keeps us uh, keeps us from jumping out the window, I guess, right? <laughs> type of type of thing. But uh, I don't know, man. We have rough years. I'm not one of those fans that kind of like really shits on them really hard when we have these tough years because. I mean, as much as I want to win every year, it's just, it's just not realistic, man. Like, uh, I mean, as a teenager, I came up, like, you know, in the, like, 06, 07, 08. We weren't winning shit back then. I'm used to this, man. This is – Vietnam. We, yeah, we, <laughs> we have these these years, man. But uh, I think uh, – I mean, it's it's upsetting to see, like, you know, uh, when you look at the, the table and we're in third place or whatever, it's not something that we're used to seeing a lot of. But uh, – you know, it's it's just one of those years, and it's uh, I don't want to call it a rebuilding year because I'm not really sure what they're building right now. But uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the next couple of years are rebuilding years that we can actually get back to uh, to to feeling good about it. I mean, like it's very rare to like at least in, in my lifetime to or in the last ten years to like go into a random uh, game like the one on Friday and kind of like you're not worried about it, but you're not 100 percent confident about it either. Like. That, that's not the Benfica that I'm used to, right? But uh, but there are years that that happens, and this is one of them. So hopefully we come out of this and uh, we kind of start turning it around the next couple of years. So if Benfica make it to the finals and lose for the sixth consecutive time in the Champions League final, you don't call that a good season? Yeah, no, I, I would call it. It saves the season. I, I, it, it's mean, something, right? It's, it's something. It saves it it's a little something. bit. It, it, it's like if you have frostbite. Right, and you lose all your toes except your big toe. That's considered a success, right? I'm just you saying, still got your like, balance, right? You, yeah. you can still get your balance. You just can't lean. You can't lean forward because you might fall. Uh, but Dave, what do you what do you think, Dave? Does a does a does a final appearance save the season, or something less than that? I've had you? this this uh, this debate here with my uh, my buddies. I think. Anything short but of a finals uh, saves the season. Financially is a different story. I think sixty-five were... million that yeah. we pocketed so far. Yeah. So I think financially it's a success. So wait, you uh, saying we got? We, I'm sorry, Dave. We got Luis Diaz so far. Well, <laughs> Dave, don't ignore him. No, they paid sixty for him. That's what I'm saying. Uh, we got... nah, it's well, Dave. But uh, but yeah, anything short of the finals, the way how bad this the league has gone for us this uh, this season, and uh, again with the expectations that we had, I I find it very difficult to find it or to call it a a success. I think it would have to be a finals run or or bust to uh, to call this season a success. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. I think that uh, if we beat whatever next opponent is, 
No, and we make it to the semifinals. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of happy with that. Six years in a row, I'm gonna go dig up Bella Gutman, bro, and I'm throwing him <laughs> over the Brooklyn Bridge, bro. We're gonna win. But, but I think that's, that's no. already been uh, debunked, man. No, ain't nobody, ain't nobody, dig him up and throw him off the Brooklyn Bridge. No. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> the, I'm gonna bury his ass next to Jimmy Hoffa at Giant Stadium. Oh. <laughs> I'm telling you. No, it's, I, don't, I don't know. I think that, uh, look, as I mentioned before, all the highlights from this season have been Champions League play, which is, I know that Cristiano, you know, he gets a lot of shit from his, from his American buddies and the South American buddies because Benfica, aside from Portugal, never really does anything in Europe. Portugal, from Porto. Um, Huh? From Porto, aside from Porto, not Portugal. Right. Uh, never do, never does anything in in Europe. So I know that when Benfica has success in Europe, it's it's obvious. It's a motive for us um, that are so far away from Portugal to be proud. Um, it, you know, they've um, you know they've said something you know about um, friend buddies of his congratulating him because they know that he, he's a Benfica fan. And it was the same thing. When I walked into into my job today, the first thing that my boss said to me, we were talking about Bifika. We were talking about Bifika for about five minutes. Um, and it's something that us, you know, being uh, away from Portugal is something that we kind of, those are happy moments for us. It's better than losing 5-1 or 5 nothing to, to Basel. Uh, to Basel. For so sure, that would have been another five-minute conversation for the other reason. <laughs> yeah, and look, I don't even care if it was a, if it was a win for them, the Santos style. A win is a win. What do you mean, like yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was too long ago, bro. Fernando Santos didn't won a, a European championship seven. without winning a game. Without winning a game, five draws, seven or six draws. Whatever. That last final was a draw too. The people forget it went to extra time. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but if you guys notice, myself and, and Dave the Oliveira are, use, are wearing the uh, uniform uh, that the team wore uh, last night. And, and it's a funny story, right? Because this is actually last year's jersey. And, the, and for you guys that haven't read this in the paper, I'll explain. The reason why we play with last year's jersey is because our alternate jersey is white with tones of red. And that was too close to Ajax. Uh, if you remember, Ajax played in black when they played at Luz. So we kind of had to tap into the, the the alternative uniform from last year, which is why Benfica was wearing black. And I think that uh, I think that jersey now will be an iconic jersey that will be remembered for this game. I think. Now, Alfredo, I, before we go there, don't we have a, a third kid already we, this it's, year? It's that camouflage, ugly-looking thing. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Not, I like it. I have you, it. You, you like it? You have one. Yeah, that's right. I've seen you with one. Yeah, I, I, I always thought that there was like a training kid or, or it's like one of those promotional like kits or one kid. of those Save the Oceans. This was made 100% out of plastic. Yeah. I always thought it was one of those, those jerseys. Yeah. Those black ones that you guys are wearing, though, are badass, man, from last year. Christiana doesn't like them. Those are oh, goalkeeper jerseys. Those are <laughs> goalkeeper. goalkeeper jerseys. It does look like a goalkeeper jersey. <laughs> no, they're, 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 Just I, like that one you're talking with the camouflage. That's that's like a like pre-game warm-up. Too. It's a, a warm-up jersey. Yeah. Or, or to go if you want to go no, paintball. But yes, I'm a guy that normally I, I you know, I, I get upset about a lot of things. But I'm a guy that normally gets <laughs> upset when when Benfica's not playing in white or red. Um, even though one of my favorite jerseys that that 15, 16 away the black with the red letter. I actually, I actually, you know, I'm, so I'm, you know, the red bar. I'm a little bit hypocritical, but yeah, normally I, I, for the most part, I believe Benfica should wear red. 
or should wear white. But in this game, the Ajax flew was close as They were white and red. Are you guys into the white shorts or the red shorts? Uh, with Oof. the wait, wait, with the red, white, the red. with the red, it's got to be white shorts. Yeah. Yeah, 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 red shirt, white shorts, white shirt, red shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the way it is. Yeah, the red, the red, red, white, white shirt, red shirt. Red, those look right. White shirt, red shorts. Okay. Red shirt, white shorts. That's how it was uh, in, in old, old times. Uh, Shalana, come on. <laughs> that's, those are my days. In old, old times, that's that's how it was. That's, Dave, you got quite uh, quite a few uh, jerseys, man. Do you do you uh, make it a point to buy one every year? Or Yeah, uh, dude, I, I'm in my garage right now, if you guys can't tell, because my baby's sleeping inside. But that, I have a whole tote, like a big-ass box over there of, like, every jersey from, like, I don't know, probably 99 till now i guess but awesome. i always try to get like a, a one polo a year and one jersey a year and uh my wife will buy stuff my birthday whatever i can get here really but nowadays it's a lot easier to just order stuff from the Benfica store from pegasus in, in newark or whatever um they'll ship it down here but uh but yeah, i try, I, I try I, to keep up with it you, you don't like to say company store names because not pago and now you just <laughs> oh, you're right you're right, you're right. <laughs> we got but hey, where's where's the we have a beep yeah we, we have a beep somewhere and that'll be we gotta we're gonna have to fix this oh yeah <laughs> All right. All right. We have you guys have you guys ever heard of Kina's beer? Kina's yes, yes. I just learned of that recently. I didn't know that's, but that's been around for a while. Portuguese beer, Kina's. I had no yeah. idea. They're yeah. actually they're the new sponsor of mine. So I'm really. By the way, I just, like. They sent me like a hundred beers to my doorstep the other day, and I was like, "What am I gonna do with all this, man?" Like, so I've been to having my American friends kind of try it out and stuff. But yeah, yeah, they just uh, they just signed me up like last week. But uh, Yo, it's pretty good. I'm a beer bad. guy. Hola, God. Tell them send it over my way. I just I just wanted to say that that you're flexing. That's a total flex right there. He's got the golf cart. He's like he's. That's telling you I live in good weather. Like, yeah, you're right, man. Flex right now, Bob. Yeah, he's got the, he's got the golf cart with the Portugal uh, scarf, and I've seen the Benfica scarf on that cart too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I switch it up every once in a while. I got the Benfica flag up there in the garage, but uh, that's probably the only one within like 10 miles or 20 miles, man. You don't see much of that around here, but uh, yeah, but yeah, man. Uh, like I said, I got the baby sleeping inside, so I figured the garage was a good spot to kind of. Come and talk to you guys. <laughs> no, nah, it's nice, man. Did he on live? You cookers and we do a podcast at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the weather is nice here, though, man. It's like a it's like a nice 70, 75 right now. It's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the highest temperature here in New today Jersey it today. Something. It was nice today. It was up there, yeah. It was beautiful. It was nice. Um, but they get that all year round, though. Yeah, they do. Show and sometimes off. more. And sometimes more. Um, what else can we talk about this Ajax game, man? I just, I just, that's all I want to talk about. I wanted to say, I wanted to say that it was impressive. And before you interrupt me, let me finish. I thought that the pregame choreography, choreography, whatever the hell you call it, Mike, what says these? Uh, I thought it was beautiful. When they had the white banderas, that reminded me what they did to George Jesus, but that wasn't positive, though. Uh, I don't think that, that was choreographed. But I, I thought that, that I think Benfica should do something. That, the atmosphere at that stadium, you felt it. It was impressive. Even though I'm, you know, it was bonito because they're vermelho branco. So you're like, oh shit, you close your eyes, think it's Benfica real quick. <laughs> but that was impressive on their part. And then obviously, man, the 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 other part. That's why I said don't interrupt because I figured you'd jump in. The the support by the Benficaistas. Yeah, Not there's a couple of videos, man. Three thousand strong up I in hate, that section. I just wanted to say I hate you, sons of bitches. <clears throat> yeah, because I'm a jealous mofo. It's a I good would, jealousy. That is, I mean, that is phenomenal. I mean, credit to you guys. Tip my cap. 
Yeah. Uh, some of you guys and you're still there uh, you're a better man than me no but, but I think uh, that usually the Netherlands are, no, is not a it's, they, got beat up they did too, yeah. I, there, there's a, a bunch of videos on, on Twitter there's one that uh, they're in opposing sides of a canal and they're going and I could have sworn oh. that somebody was going to fall into the freaking canal that's what I was expecting and, and, there, and then there's one that is taken by an Ajax fan that recorded the Grimaldo uh, free kick. And as soon as they score, he points up at the section, and that section is going absolutely berserk. What I noticed, they they, they all gastaram muita cerveja. They was throwing yeah, they did. beer up in the air. Quinas, quinas, sponsoring guys. Drinking the beer. No, no, throw the beer. I mean, come on. Yeah. No, it was, uh, uh, look, fantastic. Fantastic, I, I, there hasn't been a lot of things that we could hold on to in terms of how the season has gone. Um, and certainly this was something that, man, it's it just, uh, oh. you know, Dave is showing the video olha now. Aí, olha aí, olha aí. All, all, all they cookers. Olha a <laughs> think, about, think about all the cudernis you could do with this beer. They, olha oh, aí. man, I haven't heard that word in a long time. <laughs> well, he points olha, up. Olha, 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 olha ali, hey, <laughs> Uh, nice marinade, Yeah, no, that was um, that was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. That was I, awesome. I like man. that. I like that they got the, the roof over there. Yeah, just just so in Portugal they don't got that shit. Tulevas que aquela cerveja toda nos corre. You may go over there with your nice suit, your Sunday clothes, you fall into the Sunday clothes. Yeah, but you, 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 um, yeah, no, no, man. It was um, like I said, man. There hasn't been a lot of highlights this season, and, and certainly this was one of them. As as ugly as it as it is, I hate to lose ugly, but I, you know, I love to win ugly. So no, 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 no. But I, I hate to lose ugly, but I love to win. No, but I hate I hate to lose more. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to win ugly, but I hate to lose even more. Does it do it? No. Ugly up Dave, man. What were the, what were your feelings, man? Did you um were you happy for the rest of the day? Did you tell your did you ask did you tell your fiance let's move the wedding up? I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was sending me congratulations. Actually, some people were sending me congratulations before the game was even over, and I could have could have killed them, especially with that that last uh, chance there by Ajax, which ended up uh, being called offside. So I could have killed uh, a couple of them. But it's so so Blanco demons making saves when it doesn't matter. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, no, but uh, it was a terrific cat. Yo, was, the reflex was crazy. That's, yeah. So, but yeah, that's what he's known for, right? Yeah, not yeah, yeah. punch yeah. punch the ball, grab the ball. Not his uh, his forte. But, that's a tough uh, save, man. The, it's a tough save. Like one way, and he has to get down by his ankle to save the ball, man. That was a tough save. Yeah, Usually, was... those are really hard. Those are really hard. Yeah. Um, Rodriguez, thoughts, man. Where, where were you feeling, man? Right now, or after the at game? the at the end of the game, <laughs> man, I was feeling thrilled because I knew I was coming on here, so I knew if it was a cross <laughs> coming in after a loss, you guys would be pissed off. So uh, I was kind of happy we won, so we had something some good stuff to talk about. But no, man, like I said, like it, it's it's always good to 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 get a game where like people start congratulating you and stuff that like you know maybe you don't speak to all the time or your American friends or whatever. Man, it kind of makes you feel good that 
puts Benfica on the map a little bit every once in a while. So, hey, man, if we if we make it through the next round, man, I'm, I'm riding it. You know, I'm, I'm happy with whatever. Yeah. You know, every every once in a while when I'm really, really annoyed at, at a Benfica performance, like, man, or, or like some roballera that you see in Portugal that we've all grown accustomed to over the last, I don't know, 30, 40 years. And I'm like, I'm done with this shit. I'm, I'm not following. I'm done with Portuguese footy. This is garbage. <laughs> and then yesterday... As I'm watching the game, watching after we scored, because until then I was kind of was relatively calm. But once we scored, and I said, because you know, with each passing minute, he started kind of, you know, he started to believe a little bit more now. Even though they had the better opportunities, they had more of the ball, but you're like, the longer this game goes on tied, the pressure starts to mount on Ajax. Benfica starts to feel a little bit more confident because now, you know, you're gonna have. Very little time left on the clock, and if you score a goal here, all you gotta do is hang on for dear life, and you come away with it with an upset. Yeah, go ahead, finish. No, 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 no. Bye, bye. No, but you know, you know what created that—the fact that we went deep into the game and started having more and more chances. Well, go, go, Maite. And by the way, I, I wouldn't call one shot on goal more chances. <laughs> That's like a chance, sir. No sus. Okay. Um, but as I sat there, right? As I sat there in the last, after we scored the last 15 minutes, and I'm sitting there, and I don't know why. I don't know why. We started having more space. I, I started going back to, it still didn't create chances. I started going back to those thoughts of, pa, here I was not too long ago saying, F this. I'm done with this. I'm done with Portuguese 4. But then I looked down at my chest. And, and my heart was jumping, and I said, bro, I can't I can't ever give up. I could talk all my shit, but I'm never going to give this up, man. You know what I mean? And, and it's right then and there in that moment that I myself, just talking to myself, my own little cuckoo world, and I said, bro, I, the fully, man, I love this team, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is that mode, bro, because – and even after the game, I'm still, like, jittering my heart and, like, and I had to come up <laughs> – I had to take the deep breaths, you know what I mean? But it was just, man, this is this is love, man. And 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 this is where Benfica should aspire to be. I think we had this conversation here on the pod a few weeks back where I said Benfica has all everything in place to where realistically, man, we should be shooting for quarterfinals. We should get out of the group every year. And then, you know, you get that that first knockout yeah. stage and anything can happen. And then the yeah. quarterfinals, and, and this is where we are. And now you come up against the big boys. But, yo, a ball at Redonda. We got my tete to defend, right? And uh, anything <laughs> anything can happen. Dave, uh, your stats are quite extensive, man. Go, go ahead. I'm going to give you 10 minutes. I'm going to take a peek. There we go. Well, we'll cut some of them out here. We'll keep it. Uh, no, no, go ahead, man. They were all here. very valuable. Uh, Darwin with his uh, 26th of the uh, season, fourth in uh, Champions League competition uh, this season. He's one shy uh, of most goals scored by a Benfica player in a single Champions League uh, campaign. Uh, Nuno Gomes with five in uh, 98-99. So two more games to go. Maybe he might uh, tie or pass uh, Nuno Gomes' uh, record here. Uh, during this season's European run, Benfica's only conceded away at uh, Bayern uh, Munich. Uh, they've uh, picked up clean sheets away at Spartak, PSV, Dynamo, Kiev, uh, Barcelona, and Ajax uh, now. Where uh, before we were talking about we couldn't uh, get a clean uh, couldn't get a clean sheet uh, in uh, away European nights here. 
Uh, Benfica is the first team to hold Ajax scoreless since uh, since November. Uh, that was a 21 game span for Ajax where they had uh, scored at least one goal. And uh, the draw for the quarterfinals takes place uh, this Friday uh, morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, for uh, us here on uh, this side of the pond. Possible opponents for the draw, Atletico Madrid, Bayern Munich, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City, Real Madrid, and uh, Villarreal. I just wanted to add, Benfica, this is the 18th time in the history that they've reached the quarterfinals. And I believe with... I know, I don't believe, I know. So with yesterday's victory, Benfica, I just don't recall the number, man. Why were you talking shit to Peter Crouch, bro? <laughs> Hold on, before I get to that, I'll get to that in a second. But Benfica yesterday became the 18th to win, I don't know if it's 100 or 200, whatever Champions League games. They're, they they become one of the few teams to, to, to have reached that milestone. So um, apologies. I don't know what the exact number is. And I know you, Freddy's over there. You Google ladies uh, will figure Google this out ladies. for me. Uh, please post it in the chat. Uh, but, yeah, uh, you know, look, this is where Benfica should be every year. We should not be a pushover. We should not be the laughing stock of Europe. We should not be a team that loses 5-0 to the Basiles of the world. I mean, come on, man. But, yo, long gone are those days. And today, we sit here in a beautiful porch looking down at everybody with Sturil <laughs> up next. And uh, I'll be praying over the weekend. Yeah. Now, you want to talk about the Peter Crouch thing or no? Oh, Peter Crouch, basically. Um, Can we so show it? Can we show the clip? Yeah. Yeah, sure. No, I don't know. Yeah, it's CBS. Is there a clip? Yeah, there is. Mm -hmm. So yeah, him and Michael Owen, they were they were basically talking about Manchester United, about you know uh, the fact that they also got knocked out of the Champions League, and you know there was a lot of speculation about the Ajax coach taking over at the end of the year, uh, as as their new coach manager, whatever you want to call it, and basically Michael Owen and and, and Peter Crouch were kind of like, oh my God, no, no, not now, I can't believe it, not now because oh they lost to a Benfica team, How, you know what I mean, like kind of shitting on Benfica. So I had to remind all seven feet of, of, of Peter Kraut. <laughs> you know, I would have reminded Mike Golone, all five feet of Mike Golone, but he wasn't on the team at the time. <laughs> Can you see those two guys next to each other? <laughs> hey, he tickles his balls. But, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, he, you know, Mike Golone was sitting in a chair with, with, with a milk crate under his ass so he could be as tall as You know that. Calera is definitely higher. But um, I have to remind, remind Mr. Peter Crouch, you know, that, that this shit Benfica team, that they were referring to because they were mocking, kind of like, oh, my God, he lost to Benfica. I can't believe it. Uh, that same team whooped your ass not once but twice yeah. in 2006 after, I believe, you were reigning Champions League winners against my AC Milan after overturning a 3 nothing deficit at the half and then overturning coming back winning in PKs. But, yeah, yeah, my man, weren't you on a team that lost twice to that same shit Benfica team? You should watch your mouth. And so if you're watching Peter Crouch, <laughs> shh, Galadine. Yeah, right there. This, but they also, Benfica also won the other game one nil. So it was, it was definitely a three zero result. Uh, I believe in this game, Mikoli and 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 Simo, I believe Simo. Simo scored a fabulous, fabulous yeah. cranker upper ninety. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just thought, that, oh, Dave, when you saying show, I thought you were gonna show the video. Yeah, are we allowed to? Like, uh, I can hey, like hey. this video here, right? If we get suspended, yeah, but you won't hear. You won't hear. Anything. We only got like three I, I followers can, I, anyway, Dave. So if we get suspended, nobody will notice. I can't hear. It. Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> no, okay. you can't don't, hear it. Don't worry. No, you can, we can't hear it. 
No, we won't be able to hear. Oh, that. we got to work on that. No, but the the video is you yeah, know basically uh, what I said. Yeah, obviously those two guys going back and forth, not understanding uh, that there's there was a history. I think somebody there's also a, said. That hey, there's a way for me to share the audio if you want it. Atovala. Okay. Voila. Make sure you click on the right audio, Dave. Yeah. You don't want to. No, you guys. You can hear it, right? Yeah. 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 Where might his future lie now? Does it change? Does uh, the story change? It is. Because I was saying before the game, he's got to be the, the prime candidate at the minute. Taking what? Candidates are thin on the ground at the minute. Um, who, who's out there available? Not many people. And he, even he's not available. He's in a job. But. You'd have to say from being the prime candidate before the game, all of a sudden, you're thinking, can Manchester United go and take a manager that's just been knocked out by Benfica? Uh, he's still a good man. One result doesn't change your manager's, uh, you know, his status, let's say. But uh, top quality managers that are available are really thin on the ground. And yet more evidence tonight at Old Trafford that probably a new manager is required there. So where they look, where they find, more importantly, is... Uh, is anybody's guess because they that's out of the champions league so it's it's a tricky next Peter step Peter Crouch Crouch is a huge next step I, I i think who who wants to take that i mean i know it's a humongous club massive but there's there's obviously deep-rooted issues at Manchester united i mean walking through that door now is players with lack of confidence on huge wages players that want to leave you know the piece talks about the body language all season um, you know, for a, for a young manager, may potentially, you know, making a is, is step into the Premier League. It's a it's a big ask. When did it, what did he say? I didn't hear him say anything about Benfica. Sorry about it. Uh, it, it was more. Uh, it was more Owen. <laughs> Owen is, he just lost to this Benfica team. Well, whatever they elaborated on it, but yeah. Well, well let's think. Um, but so we got. Uh... Oh, wait, but but they saying Michael Owen was saying there's there's very thin. These got Rivitori is available. George Zeus is available. Be, but he's going to be available after the year. Yeah. Go get Brun Lodge. He's got a job. He's <laughs> not available. It doesn't matter. They got money. Uh, what do you call it? So out of the eight teams, so I'll give you the – let me see if I, I remember all eight. Real Madrid, Bayern. Um, City. <laughs> City. Liverpool. Liverpool. Uh, Villarreal. Villarreal. Chelsea. Chelsea, that's six. Need one more. Yeah, who's the other team? You don't know? Come on, Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid. Juan Felix. Um, so, Dave, I'll start with you, man. Who would you, uh, Dave De Oliveira? Who would you, uh, who would be your pick? I'm happy with either Atletico or Villarreal. One of those two, I'll be happy with. So the odds are against us, but one of those two, I'm, I'm happy with. Dave Rodriguez. Man. There's there's an episode of your guys' podcast like in the fall when we played Bayern, where everybody was kind of like uh, giving us that kind of shit. Or oh, at least uh, we scored two, and, and Cristiano kind of went on this rant of like, man, like since when has Benfica looked at that way? You know, we should be ex expected to hold up with teams like that. So I bring on Bayern, man. I, I kind of want to get some payback on that. And I know it's not a popular opinion because that's the toughest team probably to, to say. But you know what, man? Uh, balls to the wall, man. If we could beat Bayern, we'd definitely send a, a message to Michael Owen and Peter Crouch. <laughs> <laughs> man, not, I mean, when you get to the knockout round, in my opinion, man, it's anybody's game on any given day, especially yeah. without the, the way goal rule. Yeah. Stuff, so, yeah. 
it, it can, you know, I mean, you wake up on a good day or you wake up and, uh, you know, Bayern's having a bad day or whatever. But, no, I'm just messing around. Obviously, the two options would be Villarreal or Atletico, but uh, that's kind of a given. But just yeah, people, I hate I hate that bearded guy because he, he must have been, I don't know, he's stealing my thoughts. <laughs> that bearded, I'm not even going to say his name no Demo? more. Because that's what I was going to say. I want to get Chelsea and then hope that they get relegated or punished yeah, or, I was, um, or, or barred from participating in the Benfica makes it to the semifinals. Yeah, I was watching uh, the Schaldo on Benfica Independent, and yeah, there was there was, uh, there was a theory. There was a theory that we would get Chelsea, and then something would happen with Chelsea along the way, whether it's they, they can't spend money or whatever, and they'll be disqualified from the Champions League. And Benfica would make it through the, the semifinals, and then at that point it was anyone's game. But who would you pick? I mean, I think the obvious and easiest choice is Villarreal. But that being said, I feel like it'll be a little bit of karma to play them because we didn't like the fact that we were being mocked, right? And that everyone wanted to face us. And if you recall, on that first draw, Real Madrid kind of complained because, oh, my God, we, everybody wanted to play us. And they kind of looked at us as, as you know, the the, 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 the the boxing bag, right, the punching bag. And kind of, I don't want to do that because I, I think they're, like like I said, Benfica at the time, they're a little bit better than what people gave them a little bit of credit for. I mean, a lot of people thought they were going to go into Amsterdam and get absolutely slapped. And I said they weren't as good. But I, I – I think this Villarreal team is a little bit better than what people are giving them credit for. So I don't want to pile on them. That being said, I'll just I'll I'll pick someone else just so I don't pick on those poor little poor little guys. And I'll say Atletico. I like to play Atletico because yeah. you get to see my boy Juan Felix back at home once again. <clears throat> yeah. Atletico's the type of team with that with that overrated coach mm. that they look great one day and then the next day they look like they forgot how to play football. Um, it's going to be tough to break them down. They definitely have the quality to cause us uh, a lot of danger and causes a lot of problems. But, you know, I, I do think that they, they're inconsistent. You don't know what you're going to get from that team on a, on a weekly basis. And so hopefully Benfica catches them, um, you know, napping. Benfica did go in there. Gonzalo Guedes got the game-winning goal the first time that they lost the game under Cholo Simeone at home in the Champions League. Maybe we can have a repeat of that. I believe we won a yeah. two to one at the time. I think it was, if um, I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I you know I, I like Atletico because of my boy Juan coming back. Yeah, I I like Atletico because they've been inconsistent all season, and I think that uh, we they're they're beatable. I think that Villarreal, despite not having the big sounding names, is a team that has it together, much like Atalanta uh, in the past few years. Um, Dave Sturil, man. Yeah, um, historically here, 49 wins, 12 draws, and uh, four losses against uh, Istriel. Uh, we did draw them a 1-1 in October uh, with the uh, late 90th minute goal that they uh, they scored. Uh, I believe it was controversial. They pushed off uh, one of our defenders there, ended up scoring the, uh, the tying goal there. But uh, Benfica has not lost to uh, Estrel since uh, November 19, uh, 1950. So years back, uh, we've got their uh, their record there. Uh, currently this season, they're in uh, seventh with 34 points from eight wins, 10 draws, eight losses. And uh, their last five coming into this match, two wins, one draw, two loss. And this is on the road, right, Dave? No, this is at home. Back to back. Oh, lose back to back. Okay, I'm surprised. Look, they did lose their best player, Chiquinho. He's over at uh, Wolverhampton, I believe. Right? No, is it? Yeah, Wolves. Right? He went to Wolves. 
Chiquinho. They lost their best player. They in bought him. Yeah, they bought him. Yeah. yeah, he's over there. Um, they, they, they had a nice run. They had a nice run at the beginning of the season, but I don't think they're, they're the same team. And without their best player, I think it's going to be that much difficult for them. I didn't know it was playing at the home. I, I thought they were playing in studio. Yeah. I was just going to say, I hope that they fix the stand, you know, that there's no more cracks in the infrastructure. <laughs> just saying. You know? Just saying. Just saying. It's them um, with the stands and Santa Clara with the uh, the water uh, the water fixtures there. Yeah, we we're, we got, what's our difference to Braga? I was looking at this before, and at this point, I mean – is there is there interest that that we could still go after the second place? They've Braga won- has Braga has to worry more about Joe Vicente than they need to worry about uh, us. Yeah, We've got fifty eight points. Braga's got forty six, and Joe Vicente has forty five. Uh, Rodriguez, what do you think, man? We shit on the rest of the season and just concentrate on being fresh for the Champions League. Uh, wait for the draw, bro. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Let's wait for the draw first before, before we call that. But uh, I'll at least talk about the next game. And I think uh, I think uh, that last game was a little bit of a morale booster, man. So I, I expect good things this time this this round. Yeah, um, I'm I'm always a little bit hesitant in terms of games after a Champions League fixture because, and especially when you're coming off of of an emotional uh, high. Um, I'm always skeptical and, and hesitant because those games could be a little bit of a, a, a banana peel game, if you, if you will. So I'm a little skeptical. But I think that, uh, and, and at least my feeling is that I, I think that Benfica is going to have uh, third place is going to be locked in. I don't think Benfica is going to be able to get the second place at this point with eight games left in the season. Uh, and what uh, Porto and Sporting in a dogfight, I don't think that um, – that I think is going to be able to reach that second place. So I, I don't know, but still, it, it's a game. I think that at this point, if Rui Costa was smart, he would already have a couple guys in terms of names for coaches. Uh, coaches, those guys should be looking at the team. They should be looking at see who's going to count for me and who's not. A lot of these players, they might have that thought in their mind too because let me let me play now and kind of pave my way to continue to be here uh, so I'm gonna have a good, a good end of the uh, end, of, good last stretch of the season. So I'm not sure, man. I'm kind of I like this year has been as as Dave Rodriguez mentioned that every time you go to a Benfica game, it's into a Benfica game to watch it. It's just like you don't know what to expect, really. It's been, it's just, they've just been so inconsistent, and it's like nothing phases you anymore what this team has done this uh, this season. Shane, what do you think, man? We're going to keep carrying uh, on the momentum for the rest of the season. Three zero. Three zero. You said three one, I believe. Dave said uh I said four one. Four one. Yeah. Chris. Uh Chris. Uh Dave, the Oliver, you want to give a prediction for Strel? I'll go three one. 3-1. What about you, Rodrigues? I'll go 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Uh, I'm going to go... Uh, yeah, I think I'm 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 there. I'm at 2-1, two, too. Don't fool it. We're thinking about the Chantra goals contra Estoril in casa. That's all we do. 
When was the last time we had a clean sheet? Not too long ago, Yesterday. but before that, it was a long, long... Yeah, that's true. Ah, it's <laughs> very forgetful. <laughs> like, it's just another game. I think, I hope to be uh, able to uh, ride this high that I got from yesterday's uh, win for a bit now that uh, I won't be uh, bothered by uh, 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 less no, than a I'm win result. I'm a little result. bit less worried about that because the game's are starting to lose. Mm -hmm. I think the fans are really going to... Look, one thing about Benfica fans... Even though the last game against Vizela, it was on a Friday, so we kind of understand. But, you know, it wasn't the greatest. Fans, I think that fans will uh, turn out because. But they, now, because they're appreciative, they, appreciate the, they yeah. see the effort that Bifiga put forth. I, I do believe that the fans will turn out. When's the game? Saturday, Sunday, Monday? Sunday. I don't even know. Sunday. Sunday, 6 oh, p.m. local. I mean, the 26th, right? The 26th. The 20th. Oh, I was twenty. I was close. Já vais quase em abril, pá. Mas tá bem. It was in the twenties. I got the twenty part right. But yeah, <laughs> I I think look, the fans are gonna show up. They're gonna be supportive. Epa, it, it's going to be exciting. Um, and I think the players show up. When Benfica put look, as you mentioned, Vizela, the few fans that were there, they were making noise and they were believing. They were clapping and the team had their spirits up. And yeah. you know, once once the role comes, the compressor comes on that, yeah, I I think that people will turn out. Uh, will turn out on Sunday. It's it's an early game on Sunday at 6 p.m. local. That's um, good because now a lot of the guys from up north could get home in time. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to, you know, getting out of the stadium at midnight. Yeah, that's so true. it's a good thing. But I, I think that uh, the, the fan base is really appreciate, appreciative of the effort that was put forth yesterday by the team. And I think that uh, they're going to want to show their support for this team on, on Sunday and how much they uh, appreciate what, the, what they have. Um, I'm a little hesitant, but I, I still think that Bifiga will win. So, um, what else? I think that's that's all we got. Before we let my boy Dave from Orlando go, no, no, I, I, we I, we got a we have a couple things that we need to discuss with Dave still. Oh, maybe I say I, I had an important question. You want, you want you have questions for him? I have an important one. A lot, though. Dave. What's up? If if. if Luis Vieira walks into your garage. What dish are you serving him, bro? <laughs> Ooh, man. Uh, <laughs> it's going gears. <laughs> Something slimy. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, I'm trying to think of something that uh, – maybe that nasty cuisine that you were talking about at the beginning of the call. See, the Portuguese is banging, though. <laughs> I think so, too, but Alfredo seemed to think it was – No, like, I, I meant nasty, but in a good way. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought yeah, I, I, I didn't really like it in a bad way. Rodrigues, <laughs> I didn't want to instigate, but I, I thought not it was a... kind of rude. I'm like, my man, my mom's <laughs> No, I said nasty, but like nasty. Like Cristiano says, that guy is nasty. But I didn't, Dave, I didn't want to bring attention to it, but I'm like, yeah, No, I, 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 I thought you meant nasty because there was like pig nose in it. No, no, I, I, I think you, you, your mom is actually a, a Larry. Nice guy. He didn't turn off the camera after that. I would me. No wonder he didn't. He had a straight face for a good 10 minutes when he started. <laughs> no, um, I gotta be honest because I'm not a big cozido guy. I, I like the enchilus, I like the the chorizo, the morcela, chorizo sun. I love all that crap, uh, but I'm not a big fan of the of the meat and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. pig's ears and all See, that. I'm the opposite. I won't eat the pig's ears and that enchilus. That pig's ears you could eat the pears, the shishpus you could eat the, the those chorizos and the morcelas. You now give me chicken, the regular chorizo, the 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 the, the, the obviously there's um uh, pork. Os ossinhos do porco, epá, com, umas, com, umas, com, com arroz, com arroz feito na bolinha no, no molho, 
no molho, no molho do, do cozido. Oh, oh, cookers, I'm out of something or what? O arrozinho, as coisas, umas cenourzinhas, umas batatinhas. E ó, oh, isso aí é com tintola ali ao lado. É, I'm in glory. I'm in a glory day. Só não do refluxo libira. Em guias, em guias, mas não the fried ones. The fried ones are good. Do the, the ones que é que aquilo. Pá, mas não tires o ranho. Don't put them in sand. Tens que meter na areia para take out that. Don't do that. Just é pá, dá lá com o gajo, ele adora essa. Eu gosto de chupar aquilo. Um, Dave, if you had to name one of uh, your dishes after André Almeida, what would be in that dish? É neste cozido. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Uh, probably something. Uh, probably something I'd, I'd put on the sideline for a while, man. <laughs> uh, well, I actually, I, I, I'd assign him bacalhau because that's one of those things that I kind of stick to the side. I don't really eat too much of. So, when I was growing up, I'm sure much like you guys, like I, we ate it so much that I eventually just kind of got sick of it. Like. I'll eat it, yeah. but it's not one of the, you know, it's just one of those things I eat so much. But, but you've made a lot of things a brash. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely do. I definitely do. But I mean, I'll eat bacalhau if, if, if the time's right. I just don't eat it every week, you know? Yeah. I love um, I'll eat yeah. that like twice a week. What, what, what's your, what's your, what's your go to? What's your go to dish? I think beef funners are my go to just because, like, they're quick and easy and stuff. Um, um, let me think what else. Uh, I'm trying to get more into like pastries and stuff. I mean, pastries not the today, so I kind of saw the picture. They, they look delicious. Oh man, dude, we ate all of them already. And uh, <laughs> my, my son's babysitter is Brazilian. I, I gave her some too. Everybody was, uh, everybody was loving them, but no, I think Beef is just is like my uh, is my most like go to thing. Or I try to make like really crazy sandwiches and stuff on the videos uh, to try to kind of uh, get people talking, you know, stuff that you don't yeah. usually see the mix. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good things on here, man. I don't want to eat this guy. He doesn't like bacalhau. Epa! But that doesn't mean he can't cook it for you. Ah, totally. Bro, you come to my house, man. I'll make you a good marisco with some sapatera, camarão aguilho, you know. I'm great with seafood, with like mariscos type seafood. But uh, but yeah, man, I think uh, bacalhau just kind of hits me the wrong way. That's my last form. What is the, the one... The one dish that you've gotten the most views on or do you do you keep track of that yeah yeah so i have one video on tiktok where i got 1.9 million and it's just me lighting up a chorizo on fire with the, uh, what it that's it like i don't i, I don't in the purquinho really... in the purquinho yeah yeah it's like a 10 second clip of me doing that and that thing blew up man and uh, people love it so and like uh you guys know the portuguese kids the yeah comedy mm -hmm. So they have like an online portuguese store where they sell the purquinho so they started sponsoring me we started selling a shit ton of shop portuguese there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it, that, that one kind of blew up. So I think people just get a kick out of it every time I, I light that thing up. So hey, I, try to, they, I try to do that every once in a while. I believe, I believe we've asked, not me, but we've asked these guys to come on the pod over the last 10 years once or twice. But those guys, they don't want any smoke. I'll tell you what, man. I the one uh, Derek is the one I'm closest to, and I think his family is Sportingistas, man. Yeah, yeah. Now that I know, because Timo <laughs> Timo's pretty close to them also, and Timo has told him one of them, one of those guys is Sportingista. You don't say yeah, that yeah, name yeah. on the pod. You don't say Timo's name on no, the pod. The bearded one. The bearded. Oh, what's the matter? You guys are fighting? No, he stole my idea. He stole your idea. Yeah. Hey, ideas are free, man. Anybody could come up with. <laughs> yeah, um, so they're all Sportingistas. I don't know about all of them, but uh, they're from the Azores too. So, like, they have, how many are there? Oh, like the Azores. Oh, they, the Azores. There's, there's, uh, there's three. Now I know currently. why they don't want to go. They're from Azores, bro. I don't have a lot of. Yeah, you, you burned that bridge, bro. When oh, you okay. said the Azores, 
fields are, are garbage. <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah, you said that that field fields. in the source is garbage. You say fields. Now, yo, see, yo, when you disrespected his mother, I didn't bring attention to it. Now you over, you're saying fields. <laughs> yeah, 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 she's yeah. nasty, but in a good way. Yo, you're throwing me on top of that pic that he saw the chorizo, bro. Uh, come on. He's fields. Field, I said. Field, dude. Field. Singular, not plural. Santa Clara. I say feels not everybody in so is going to hate me. Just the the Santa Clara fans because their draining system is outdated. That's yeah, it. That shit look like a river by my gotta, town. You got a bunch of shit because of that. <laughs> um, what you guys also don't know is that uh, Dave uh, is also an author. He he wrote a book called "100 Portuguese Moments" uh, that's available on Barnes and Noble. And uh, I checked it out, man. I, I haven't bought it yet, but I checked it out. It's a nice hardcover. It's nice. What's what's that book about, man? So it's basically like uh, I'm sure you guys will relate to it, but like I just picked out like a hundred of the, my core memories, man, of where my mom just embarrassed the shit out of me with in front of my like American friends and stuff, and, and I kind of just jotted them down and I, and I put them in this book, and it's just stuff like you know bringing chorizo sandwiches to lunch while everybody else is eating tuna fish and peanut butter, or my mom used to work on the same street that we went to school at, and our cafeteria was in the basement. And she would come knocking on the window. Oh, Dave, oh, Dave. That's a command. That's a command. And all my friends would be like, hey, is that your mom up in the window? <laughs> so just crazy stuff like that. I mean, I just started jotting it down. And then I just had this idea of like, man, if I make the, the book kind of look cool, people will put it in their living room and stuff, you know? So um, it kind of, kind of, that's kind of what it is. It's kind of like a funny book they can read in like 15 minutes. It's, it's just a bunch of little stories and uh, it looks cool, you know? Yeah. My so wife actually that- strategically placed it here for you guys to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, dude, go go grab that real quick and and bring it show it to the camera so uh, people What's he can see. A box of quinoa? Huh? Oh, I thought he's gonna case of quinoa. No, yeah, no, no. He's got his book. His book for putting it there. But yeah, this is what it looks like, man. It's just a nice hardcover. It's kind of pretty simple on the inside. Yeah. There's a lot of like uh, all the stories are like super short, like that. So yeah, that's awesome, man. It's like a kind of like a joke. Look, there's some pictures. Look, there's me in a Benfica shirt, like three years old, actually, right there. That's awesome, and, bro. Uh, and that page says, uh, if it wasn't soccer, I wasn't allowed to play it. And that's the truth, right? <laughs> it's so, it's so Portuguese. Even that, that thing that you were saying that in the summer, you you and your sister would stay home by yourself while your mom went to cook. That's such a Portuguese. And you weren't allowed out. Yeah. No, you no, weren't no, allowed no, out. Outside. I wasn't allowed to cross the street until I was like 14, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's, uh, that, that's very typical, man. And I'm sure a lot of people can, can relate to uh, a lot of those memories and what it, what it, what it is yeah. to grow up portuguese man for sure so funny story i was just telling you my, my son's babysitter is, is brazilian we just hired her a few weeks ago and my mom texted me like two days ago like don't let her take him out on the stroller because she might disappear with your son you know and i'm like mom like what the hell are you talking about you know but they That's think, so they portuguese, think of the man. craziest like scenarios you know like this this babysitter is gonna run off with my kid or whatever but, uh, that that is yeah. that is so portuguese man that is so portuguese <laughs> I, we all have memories of our parents and how we were raised you know in especially here in the in the states and you know with the half portuguese half english but look 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 what you started i mean i don't and look chris porra so miguel is the most beautiful part of but see what i mean you're i, I didn't knock i haven't I, didn't, yeah, I, I knocked the draining system on the football field that was it i love my i don't understand what the hell you guys say but i love you guys i don't understand what you're saying i don't know what on, you're bro. saying but i love you guys bye 
I was gonna say like a lot of people that do like social media stuff and like videos that represent the Portuguese community online. A lot of them are historians, so like I get a lot of like feedback from people that like I'm kind of repping the continent, you know, like I'm the only one without that accent that's doing this. So like I kind of take some pride in that, man. I'm like the one non-historian kind of like building something, I guess, you know, like comedy-wise online for us. But uh, fantastic, yeah, man. yeah. So, you know, hey. they are a little hard to understand sometimes, man. You know? <laughs> hey, Dave. So so what's next? Well, now you're gonna get ripped. So Dave, what's uh, what's next for you, man, in terms of uh, of growing this brand that you uh, that you it, just as a pastime you created? Yeah, so uh, well, my mom's coming back here in a few weeks, so I'm gonna film some more content with her because every time she's in my videos, it blows up, man. My mom's it does, riot. man. Your mom is but, funny. Uh, uh, yeah, so one might okay, so like a couple of blocks away from me uh nani lives there the, the sporting player okay or the ex-sporting player and he's not here right now he's in italy but one of my ideas is to take my mom to his house with like a tray of sardinas and just ring his doorbell man and just and just see what he says and film it but uh i definitely want to do something like that but uh this year uh by the summertime i'm gonna take a trip to portugal and i'm gonna film a lot of content there i want to try to get in like some like restaurants and like film in the kitchen and talk to some like cooks over there and just kind of mix it up with them half english half Spanish, uh, portuguese like i do here and uh I kind of just want to film some stuff over there because I think people over there kind of get a kick out of when people like us can speak Portuguese well. They don't understand, like, how we do it. Like, wait, but you weren't born here. Like, how are you speaking to us right now, you know? So you kind of start throwing some words that they don't expect you to say. You can kind of get a rise out of people. So I want to I want to film some content in Portugal this summer and uh, kind of bring that. Bring that. I, I want to bring that into my, my page and not just yeah. my kitchen. And, and always in the, in the Instagram and uh, TikTok platform, right? Yeah, so TikTok and Instagram, it's how to cook stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're actually building like a site right now. For, it's going to be called how to cook Portuguese stuff. So all the videos will be uh, have like written form recipes with measurements and stuff because I don't yeah. do that right now. I, I just kind of, I don't really measure anything. <laughs> but uh, we're, right trying, we're trying to clean it up a little bit because people keep asking me. And uh, I don't really want to do a cookbook. Or I don't got the time for that right now with the baby and stuff. So we're doing a, like an online blog with, with my recipes and stuff. So, uh, you know, hopefully uh, people enjoy that and can kind of keep making the stuff I'm making. Awesome, man. That's great. That's awesome. Now, I really, um, I, I really like. Uh, I, I, I turned on my wife uh, to your Instagram page, and and we absolutely love it. Uh, we actually, when I get home, he goes, "Oh, did you did you see that uh, the dish that uh, chorizo and whatever?" And it's like, "Yeah, yeah, so it looks delicious." So like, we we get ideas, man, and it's uh, it, it's pretty awesome, man. Uh, it's yeah. pretty, it's it's I think, awesome. I think man. What, I, what I really like to hear from people like. I get a lot of people that are like younger than than our generation. They're like, you know, maybe 15, 16 years old now. And they tell me that they watch my videos with their parents and their parents are like my age and your guys' age. And it's, yeah. it's really cool that I feel like they use me as kind of like a bridge of like this like yeah. pop culture thing, but also like that, that I remind them of their dad, I guess, you know? So uh, it's pretty cool to see that, like, you know, some people that, that were kind of losing the culture a little bit are kind of hopping back on board. Awesome, man. Great. Well, uh, it was it was great having you on, man. You want to you want to plug anything? Uh, we already said Instagram, how to cook stuff, yeah. TikTok, how to cook stuff. Uh, the book is available. What is it? 100 Portuguese moments. Yeah. So it's 100 Portuguese moments in a not so Portuguese world. You can get it on Barnes and Noble or Etsy. All the links are, are in my uh, Instagram and my TikTok to all this stuff. But, uh, but yeah, it's a pretty cool book. It's a fun read, man. It's really good around Christmas and stuff. People like to give us gifts. But, uh, but yeah, just uh, how to cook stuff on TikTok, Instagram, and uh, I think on Facebook it's how to cook Portuguese stuff. Cause I, I couldn't get that, that name. But, uh, 
But yeah, come follow me, and uh, I hope you guys don't mind my language if you do follow me because it gets kind of uh, it gets kind of nasty, and people don't really like it. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I think that's the best part. Call me so Carlos, dude. My mom would say that to us every day at dinner. You know, call me Carlos You know, whatever. So this is just stuff that, like, I mean, it's kind of like I'm putting on a little show because I don't really talk like that in real life. But this is all stuff my mom said to us growing up. You know, like she would curse at us. Just that she's just crazy and stuff. So <laughs> I kind of just repeat a lot of the stuff her and my grandma said to us growing up. But uh, some people get offended by it. Some people get offended by me saying the word pork chop, man. But uh, I use it as a term of endearment. And stuff, yeah. So. Uh, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, my language is, is what it is. We're, we're Portuguese, man. We kind of just let loose in the, in the tongue. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I, I think that's what's unique about your videos is because it has that that personality of yours, which is, as we're talking to you right now, is is very different from who, who this persona that you have on Instagram, yeah. uh, which is relaxed, loose. Is like, oh, uh, here it is. If you don't like it. <laughs> you know whatever you know but uh yeah. you know it, it's fun man it's a fun account it's it's nice and in short in terms of the videos you can learn a lot even for a, a lame uh lame like me that doesn't cook much it, it's great man it's been great cool, uh, following you man it. and uh also you know finding out that you were a fan of the podcast man that's uh it was awesome yeah man we go way back man i have memories of you guys like covering like the international champions cup yeah. and they were over here and stuff and kind of traveling around and yeah and i think i think like when i first got to orlando like in 2013 and i think i said subscribe to your guys podcast in 2015 it was you guys must have been one of the first podcasts i ever listened to period i must have went on there typed in benfica typed in wwe those are my two things that i'm into and i think that like i was just trying to get a taste of like some home so i listened to you guys and i listened to this podcast in portugal called uh lingo avançada you guys know that yeah mm -hmm. It's like a quick five minute thing. And I, and I would just listen to you guys and them just to get that taste of home, man. And like, yeah, man, it's like, you know, even just once a week, just hearing you guys just bullshit about Benfica and I'm on the car ride home from work, man. Like I only get to speak Portuguese once a week with my mom. So just to hear you guys do it and like talk about Benfica, it just, it's really special, man. So thank you guys for doing this as long as you did. I have, because it's been entertaining to, to me all these years. And now I got to actually meet you guys. It's pretty cool. Ah, that's awesome, man. That's great. That's great. Once we uh, once we go to uh, Disneyland, we got to stop in Disney World, sardine. Disney World, Disney, Disney World for some sardines, <laughs> yeah. some sardines and stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's awesome, man. Thanks, uh, thanks for accepting our our invitation and, and spending wow. uh, a couple hours with us, man. And I'm sorry if we pulled you away from your family. No, 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 man. They're right sleeping. I was watching wrestling in the other room, so we're good. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, man. But uh, I. You know, I advise everyone to go and um, and uh, follow Dave and, as I mentioned, how to cook stuff on Instagram and TikTok and, you know, look for him on Facebook and look for big things and learn some things. Dave, Dave de Oliveira, parting words. Oh, he's, Dave, what's up? I'm Welcome. still here. I'm uh, I was getting hungry with all this uh, food talk here. It's <laughs> it's late at night, but uh, actually when Al Alfredo mentioned that uh, you were coming on, uh, Dave, it said, yeah, you're one of the few people I follow on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok often, but you're one of the few that I follow. Your Bifanas just get me uh, all the time. So I had uh, uh -huh. I had a Bifana in your honor today at nice, lunch uh, nice. when Alfredo said that uh, you were coming on here. So nice, um, nice. other than that, uh, I think uh, it's one of our more positive podcasts here this uh, mm -hmm. this week here tonight. So good, yep. uh, good to have you on. And uh uh, let's keep this positive. We've only got what eight, ten games here going on for the rest of the season. So let's uh, let's keep yeah. this up here. Chris, this this bye bye, Osmin. Arrivederci. 
uh dave man appreciate you coming on with us for a few minutes a little bit more than a few minutes um appreciate your positivity appreciate you not coming on with some rents and shitting on uh <laughs> and uh keep up the great work man um you know it's always positive when we have portuguese people representing our own um and you're doing a f fantastic job so give us yeah. a shout out on instagram yeah. because uh, we don't post much so i mean it's a fall of our own but there's no snooms are a little weak yeah. Yeah. we need it we need somebody to manage our social yeah, media we, we do we do we do <laughs> but nah but all jokes aside man fantastic bro um i love your content and, and just keep it up man and uh thanks man anytime you want to come on anytime you want to cook for us hit us up we'll be around <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you all right everyone Appreciate uh it, thanks for checking us out next week we'll be back and uh, we'll recap this uh Sturil game there's an international break after that and then we'll play braga on the third of march if i'm not mistaken april April. Sorry. March is where we're at. Uh, take care, everyone. Later. Peace.